This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. I, I might cut out of work early on Thursday and go see Maestro and then pour things afterwards. And Willis. Yeah, dilute the brand by having more people be nominated. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. It's almost the end of 2023, dear listeners, uh, and we are back in our penultimate episode of the year. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, we got a couple news items for you this week. SAG, after a, after a long, long time, has officially ratified their contract. We've gone over that pretty in depth, so I think we're just going to touch on it real quick. Yep. Um, we're also going to touch on real quick. Uh, Netflix has released... Some streaming numbers, Gasp. somehow, yeah. for some reason, uh, a, a massive data set of over 18,000 titles uh, and their viewership for, uh, I think it was January to June of 2023. So yeah. um, I don't know what that's about, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. Yep. Uh, but we will be spending probably the majority of this episode talking about the Golden Globes because this past Tuesday, I believe. Yep. Uh, this past Tuesday, the Golden Globe nominations were officially announced. Um, I think it's no secret at this point on this pod that we have a varying opinion on the merits of the Golden Globes and the Hollywood Foreign Press yes. Association. But there's still a good metric for what's coming in the Oscars. So we're going to run through some of the nominations, talk about what's going on. Yeah. Surprises disappointments i don't really have a list of snuffs or anything here but no just weird stuff <laughs> yeah um and we'll see uh how we're feeling yeah um but before we do that josh you want to run us through our weekly releases uh i do because ladies and gentlemen it is wonka week timmy chalamet's wonka is in the theaters on december 15th i'm hearing that it's awesome i i don't know how i'm hearing good things too yeah but like cool i'm hearing that it's really good and timothy chalamet is like a triumph in it yeah and i'm like okay like you're you're okay i'll go see it now <laughs> yeah because that my big hang-up was like i don't think that chalamet has the right i don't think he was the, the fit. oddity yeah he doesn't have the whimsy yeah. there's something about him but but apparently that's that's not yeah. true at all that's the only thing coming to theaters this week for streaming for shows we have moving hitting hulu on the 13th and we have reacher season two hitting prime on the 15th Let's i gotta tell go. you i think did you watch season one of reacher oh yeah yeah is it worth it oh yeah i mean like i feel like i've been specifically targeted by the algorithm yeah. this year to watch reacher because i keep seeing things about it mm -hmm. and i'm like damn that guy is big he is massive. He is awesome. Alan Richson. I've loved him for yes. years now, but now he's finally in the limelight, which is great. And Reacher's just like the kind of show that I wish they made all the time, just like a episode yeah. to episode, almost borderline procedural with a dude just beating the shit out of people. Like, yep. <laughs> let's go. Um, so that's what's coming for streaming for shows. For movies, we have Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, hitting Netflix on yep. the 15th. Like, let's... Let's go. Yep. I'm very Good excited chance about this. That's my Saturday morning watch this year. This there week. you go. That's a great one. Oh, that's a really great one. Yeah. Um, we also have Trees and Other Entanglements hitting Max on the 15th. And then Eras, the Taylor Swift uh, tour concert movie, is hitting VOD on the 13th. Yeah. So that's Now for dads to purchase everywhere. <laughs> ready to be purchased everywhere. Um. So yeah, that's what's coming this week, folks. And without further ado, let's talk about SAG for let's a short moment. So SAG after ratified their contract. Um, yeah. Officially, they had their vote. You know, it had been approved to be voted on and all that. This is kind of the last procedural hurdle. Um, yes, yes. To get everything done. And they did it. Um, yes. Like I said at the top, we're not going to go into like the the specifics yeah the fine really print. um see our previous episodes if you want, want yeah. more information but um yeah it was approved with a 78 percent vote in favor um which is not a great number no i would have thought it would have been uh, higher yeah i think i'm not remembering specifically but i feel like when wga settled they were in the 90s it was either the high 80s or the low 90s yeah yeah 
which we can probably just look up right now. The Writers Guild of America voted overwhelmingly to ratify its new contract. The membership voted 99% in favor of there ratification. You go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So it was so almost everybody. <laughs> in the shadow of 99%, 78% looks terrible. Yes. Um, but I mean, you know, it's three quarters of the group. Um, or mm-hmm. more specifically and more importantly, I think three quarters of the voting group. Yes. Which that was the other stat we got out of this is uh, turnout for the vote was 38%. Yeah. 38% of sag voted to, uh, not even voted to ratify, but voted. Just voted in general. Period. Yeah. Which is weird. It is weird. And it makes me think that this contract isn't quite what everyone was looking for overall. Yeah. And that. And again, like we didn't really see the whole contract. We saw bits and pieces that they released before because obviously they had to wait for the ratification to happen. Which All of this is so like step by step by step. Yeah. And so what seemed like was really great additions to this contract might have just been band-aids for a bigger problem going forwards. And it's there's a potential that they just ended this because... I mean, this was the longest strike in Hollywood history, I believe, yeah. with 118, 118 days. days. Yes. Um, and so it's kind of like people were at the end of their rope, and I, that can lead to compromises in both directions, and I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to pour through this a little bit more. Yeah, and I do think they have released the entire contract at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. If you feel so inclined on a Sunday morning to... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much else to say about that. It makes yeah. me wonder um, how popular this actually is. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder. Um, I mean, the 38% thing stands out to me. It makes me go like how many, uh, how much of everything we were hearing was really uh, everyone's opinion. Like and how many people issues, were just yeah. like not involved. Um, right. I don't know. That's speculative, but I'm kind of like, that's a low number. It um, is a low number. Anything under 50 and I'm yeah. like... Hmm. Now, granted, SAG is a massive organization. Yes. But this is a strike that was affecting everyone and was coming at a time of insane turmoil in the industry and changes. And so you'd think like, I don't know. It just doesn't give me a ton of hope. But hey, I mean, we're there. Contract for another three years. Um, Mm -hmm. Which, you know, in terms of some of the major sticking points, in terms of streaming residuals and in terms of AI... Right. In three years, we will be in an entirely different ballpark. Um, yep. Because AI definitely, but even streaming is still a very infant kind of force in the industry. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Who knows is right. We'll wait and see, I guess. Like we, we say every time one of these is, <laughs> we is will finished. Wait. We will wait is and wrapped. see. Yes. Yes. Um, so in that same kind of vein, because a lot of the residual... Uh, conversation has to do around like streaming and how much is watched. And if I have yeah. a hit show, uh, I should watch or I should get paid more. Mm-hmm. Seemingly out of nowhere, I couldn't see like a reason why they did this. Nope. Um, but Netflix released viewing numbers from January to June for more than 18,000 movies and seasons of tv yes which that's is a, wild. that's that's a lot of fucking well so here's the thing we talk all the time about the fact that transparency and especially well data transparency for numbers for all of these streamers is something that we didn't really think they would ever roll over and give us because that's the only metric that people can use to say this is doing well this is doing yeah. poorly so Netflix doing this, like Netflix was the last uh, company I thought would fold to this. Yeah. And they're the first one that are seemingly just giving numbers out for no reason. Well, and the vibe I got off of that situation was here comes Netflix, like taking steps to lead the industry. Yeah. Because yeah. I could imagine Netflix boardroom members or the board of Netflix, as it were, saying like, look, all of this stuff about residuals is all about numbers. It's only a matter of time before someone, before we start seeing numbers, before numbers start making their way out there. Because, I mean, we talked about it with the strikes, like 
you know, somebody has to see those numbers right. to calculate residuals. Yeah. Um, so this might just be them going like, this is going to happen. So we're right. going to do it. Right. Let's just, let's just um, get ahead. And we're going to set the tone. Yeah. But the really weird thing is the stuff that does really well on Netflix. I know. <laughs> like everything is a shock out of this whole thing. Like their top 20 is there are things, there are plenty of things here. I, I, have heard of there are more than a few things here i have watched mm-hmm. um but if you were to say to me name the top five like most watched shows in netflix in 2023 and i will say also this remember is the beginning of first half of the year but like yes i don't think i would peg any of these um i might the only one i'd one. say yeah the only one i'd say is wednesday um was streamed for 507 was it million hours? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which um, is just an unheard of number. <laughs> which is massive. Um, and is the number four show of that time period. Yes. Um, number four. The yeah. first one being The Night Agent, season one. Yeah. That, which that is a classic. show I feel like I've heard the name before, but never seen it promoted or never nope. seen it. You know, never seen previews or anything mm-hmm. that I can recollect off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, never seen it suggested to me on Netflix. Nope. Um, and you go down the list. Ginny in Georgia, season two was number two with yep. 665 million hours watched. Never, never heard, heard of, of it. it. Um, the Glory, I believe, is uh, Korean. Maybe. that Sure. That's number three with 622. Um, and then Wednesday and then Queen Charlotte, Bridgerton story and go down the line. I mean... Things I recognize, you, season four. Um, Outer Banks, season three. Outer Banks, uh, Manifest, FUBAR, season one. Is that not the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? It is. It is. Um, that's above, like, beef. Well, well, so here's the thing. Beef, this is, this is the thing I said to you right before that we yeah. started recording. The only thing that I knew from this list that was that seemed like a really big thing other than Wednesday, because I, that's kind of a different sure was beef. Wednesday, yeah. And beef is third to the bottom of this yes, list. With of the top 20. Yeah. 221 million hours. Now that's a lot of hours, but it taking over all conversation for like a week and yeah. that's where it is. I just, okay. I, I don't wild. have a lock on this at all. <laughs> and it also, I mean, you know, we, we speak with such arrogance on this show sometimes, but this really makes me go, yeah, I don't know what the metric that Netflix has for if a show is good or not is. Yeah, I have no idea. Because if this is their top stuff, I'm like, I don't I don't see a pattern here. No. That's like, this is what, you know, it has seemingly nothing to do with cultural impact. Yeah. Um, nothing you know. really to do with quality per se? Or um, uh, genre. Or genre. You know? I mean, Physical 100 is on here. That's a yep. Korean uh, like game a, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Love is Blind is on here. Um, Luther. Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope, um, which is a like unique first season series. Right. And um, I wonder if that's because people might have watched it multiple times in different orders or something. Because I'm also like, how much of this is someone just flipping on the night agent because it's their show and just letting it run all night because they fall asleep to it true, or something. True. Like, and that'll be the interesting thing. If, you know, this does tip the scales in terms of releasing data, it'll be interesting to see if like in like May, yeah, we get July to December. Right. Right. You know what I mean? If this is just like they're putting something out and then we'll never hear about it again. They're like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But if this is like a, every six months, they're going to release the viewing data for six months ago. I will lose my mind because that is so much fun data to play with. It is so much. Yes, it's true. And it's like, it's also like, it's, it's, this metric is helpful, but also like deeply not helpful really Yeah. <laughs> to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, now I really have to think about things in a different way because what people, it seems like people are concerned with is just random. Like it's yeah. just, Oh, this seems like an interesting thing to watch. Now I might have to watch the night, whatever it is, the night, yeah. what, what is it? The night agent, the night agent. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. I'm like, is it, watched so much because 
it's really good? Is it watched so much because it has wide appeal? Right. Is it watched so much because it's really easy to watch? You right. know what I mean? Is it watched because you have to watch it three times to understand what's going on? Like part yeah. of me wants to roll through everything on this top 20 and be like, all right, like what's going on here? Yeah. What's the um, through line? But like, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's a tip in the, in a good direction, I think for the industry. Totally. And it'll be really interesting to see if like Max or Peacock or right. Disney or anyone else releases streaming numbers or Amazon. I mean, imagine like if you're Amazon and you look at this list and, you know, Rings of Power had over 100 million hours of viewing and you're like Rings of Power beat out anything that Netflix had. Right. Hell yeah. I'm putting that number out. Yes. You know, yes, um, yeah, I don't, and well, and then they I say don't think here, Rings of Power was anything? watched by more than 800 million uh, hours, but I don't think there's any possible way. No. Um, the boys, we'll say the boys, that's a better example, yeah, sure. The boys, yeah, well, and also, like, it's it, I wonder because it also seems like there's no real, like, oh, it's it's a bunch of kids stuff, it's about it's just a bunch of there doesn't seem to be any kind of pattern, yeah, a bunch of yeah. everything. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like you have Ginny and George season. Ginny and Georgia season two is number two, but then number nine is Ginny and Georgia season one. Right, right. Which you're like, I feel like that's people watch season two and then went back and rewatch season one, or 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 vice know, versa. Like they people who were excited yeah. for season two told people to watch season one so they could watch them with it. You know, uh, there's yeah viewership analysis to be had, which is exciting. It is, and I will also say that Sarandos, Ted Sarandos, CEO of Netflix actually yeah, said quote yeah that guy this is probably more information than you need but it creates a better environment for us for the guilds um for producers and creators and for the press which yeah. is like obvious but also okay that's that's nice what you just said there it's like okay yeah. what we're gonna do is be a little bit more forthright with our information because it seems like people really want that and it's like yeah uh-huh and then we know what to make like <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, it does say here Netflix plans to continue issuing semi-annual reports of its viewing time. Oh, great. Perfect. So if they continue to do that, I mean, Netflix is still a front runner in the streaming game. So there's a yeah. potential that you have smaller streamers follow that as well. I'm really curious what Disney Plus's numbers are like. Because um, yeah. I just couldn't even fathom. I'm sure they do crazy numbers because parents will just turn on whatever yeah. for 15 hours and just let their well kids yeah watch. every four-year-old wants to watch frozen 75 times right you know? so it's just like 10 billion hours watched um okay so yeah let's just keep waiting and see if any others follow suit i'd love this it is a great road to go down mm-hmm. that's all i'm saying it definitely is it definitely is uh i don't have anything for great roads to go down because yeah. it's the golden globes but it's hey let's talk about the golden globes <laughs> yeah let's do it so I feel like I will start off by saying, like, I didn't know the Golden Globe nominations were coming. I didn't either. I didn't hear anything about it. I will say I don't follow the Golden Globes nearly as closely as I follow, like, the Oscars, but... Um, sure. But still, but you think we we'd are. heard something to people who do a podcast about movies? Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. Um, so how shall we tackle this? Um, Let me start here. Do we want to cover the TV stuff? We don't, don't think- talk about TV much on this this pod. Um. I don't think so. I really don't have much to say about it. I didn't watch a lot yeah. of this stuff that came out this year, so I'm kind of like, I, could I feel like I will maybe... say like a lot of Succession. Yes, a fair amount of the morning show. It seems like, which yes. is surprising to me. I kind of thought that was like in its fourth season, where I things know. just kind of like yeah, um, a lot Very, of the bear. Yeah, but beyond that, like a lot of. It, it's kind of, I think, what you'd expect from from the year. Um, yeah, this really is like if you can name the top ten most popular shows. Yeah, there, that's the shows. You know. Yeah, yeah, which is it's, fine. It's Barry, Ted Lasso, The Bear, Only Murders, like Beef, Jury Duty is on there. Abbott, Jury Duty, yeah, Succession, yeah, um, yeah. Last of so, Us. So TV, um, it's a whole big part of the Golden Globes, but. I don't know about you, but not what I usually watch uh, the Golden Globes for. Definitely not. Um, although, although no, this is the Golden Globes, not the Emmys. I was going to say like, ooh, is this, because this would be the last season that uh, 
Better Call Saul would be. Oh yeah. In the running. But that's oh, the yeah. Emmys. That's not the the Golden Globes. It's not the Globes, yeah. The Emmys it, it's a little bit more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little more worth it. Yeah. Do we want to just run through the thing about the Globes, folks, is that they split things up in a really interesting way Yes. Um, by splitting drama and comedy into two different categories for movies. So yeah. it kind of gives... Comedy also, or musical. Yes, comedy or musical. And it also is weird, too, because I'm realizing now that there's now six in every category instead of five, mm-hmm. which I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just because it's a really stacked I mean, year. I feel like every year that we've done this podcast, we've talked about how the golden globes needs to shake things up next year. Totally. And um, they, and they do every year. And so I think this is them again, just throwing stuff and seeing what sticks to the wall. You know, what if we have six per category? Like, whoa, like, holy shit. Uh, yeah. Um, dilute the brand. And like having more people be nominated. Exactly. Um, Let's, you know what? Let's start with the weirdest thing on here and let's talk yes. about cinematic and box office achievement award. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a thing I scrolled to the end at, of the list and it was like one of the last things to come out. And I don't know what this is. This has got to be new this year because I would oh, have, this was not here I would have noted this before, but we have cinematic yeah. and box office achievement award, which is hard to decipher uh, just on its own. But let's read the nominees and you'll get a sense of what this category is. Yes. Uh, number one is Barbie. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number f- three is John Wick Season. Fuck. I have to start over because it's like. <laughs> it's three, two, four, three, two. <laughs> three, four. Uh, number one is Barbie. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number three is John Wick, Chapter Four. Uh, number four is Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, Part One. Number five is Oppenheimer. Number six is Spider-Man: Across the Spider-Verse. Number seven is the Super Mario Brothers movie, and number eight is Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour. Yeah. So there's eight. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's the popcorn of the year. It is the popcorn of the year, but like. But by what metric? Like, yeah. I'm just trying to, re- because here's the thing. Uh, Barbie is the number one grossing movie of yeah. the year. So well, obviously. both billion dollar movies are on there. Yes. Barbie and, and Super Mario. So then the top four movies, Barbie, Super Mario Bros, Oppenheimer, and Guardians are all on there. Yes. And so is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. But the fifth highest grossing movie of the year is Fast X. <laughs> and that's yes. not on there. So... Which is like a weird, like, okay, so cinematic and box office achievement. So is that like, (laughs) Like, you could almost read it. It's like, it has to be cinematic and have box office achievement and Fast X is not. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, it's it's just like a weird kind of thing. It is, it's the big popcorn of the year. I mean, that's what I think it is. You know what I mean? Um, Because like Fast X, say what you will, like didn't have much of an impact. No, and it was bad. You know, yeah. um, especially co- compared to uh, like Barbie or Oppenheimer or Across the Spider-Verse or anything like that. Um, right. But yeah, like just a weird category to have folded in here that I feel like is almost bought and paid for by the studios. Probably. Like to be like, yeah, we'll keep coming to the Golden Globes, I guess. What if you like... Give, give us, us a reason to put an award on one of our big pictures. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Um Yeah. I, I it's just so I, I just don't I mean, all of these movies are in the top twenty highest grossing, but they're omitting and it's funny, if you go down the list, like I'm not gonna read them all, but they're omitting like I don't want to be crass, but they're omitting the bad films. Like there are many bad bad films that made yeah. between two hundred and forty and a billion dollars and all the ones that are on here are not bad. And all the, and the, the ones they're omitting are just like, they're just not great movies. So it's like, yeah, I wonder if this is going to stir something up. <laughs> well, I wonder, my thought is that this is kind of a, let's bring in other viewers kind of category. Well, with Taylor Swift uh, eras. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. But like, let's, you know, there's a lot of these where it's like these categories where, you know, you're looking at, you know, 
poor things, American fiction, May, December, you know, air where it's like your common movie goer probably hasn't heard of or seen those things. Right. Right. You know, but it's like, oh yeah, mission impossible dead reckoning part one that right. got nominated. Well, I got to tune in and see if that won. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So like, I don't know. I mean, a marketing ploy to be sure. I, I'm not against it. Really. Me neither. It's meaningless, I'm kind of fascinated so cares, to but... see. Yeah. I mean, they're all meaningless really, yeah. but like <laughs> I'm kind of fascinated to see who it goes to. I mean, it's gotta be Barbie. There's no way it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. That is the biggest impact movie of like the past 10 years. Like <laughs> Barbie has a lot of other nominations though. It, it does. That's true. You know, who would you know. want it to go to cinematic I achievement? <laughs> I would love, I would love if it was just like straight up unapologetically, like a bidding war. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just whoever like auctioned off most. a golden globe. It's like whoever pays the most. Yeah. Fucking wins the and it's box Swift. office achievement. And it's, it's she just buys it. grassroots campaign from all yeah. of her fans. <laughs> um, so I don't know I, that that's going to be one of those ones that I'm like, if I watch the Golden Globes, which who knows, but like I'll be like, yeah. oh, this category, okay, that happened, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's like the it's like Oscar cheer moment, guys. It's just like the Oscar cheer moment, which went to the Flash enters the motherfucking Speed Force, right? It, it <laughs> from the Snyder it's, Cut. It's that, but like not let's. It's that, but let's not let them choose anything. Right, right. We're doing <laughs> you know everything. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It's like you can't just have anything, you know, because it would be the Flash. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. um, Should we now just go bottom up for like the above the line stuff? Sure. Like supporting. Well, let's do similar to what we did for our a couple weeks ago for our like what we think is going to happen at the Oscars. Because yeah. I want to talk about um, animated feature. Sure, let's do it. Because um, I've got my teeth on this one uh, this year. But yes. uh, where'd they go here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so the nominees we have are The Boy and the Heron, which is Miyazaki's new film. Holy fuck, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, Elemental from Pixar. Wish from Disney, which is on there. It's there. Um, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, the Super Mario Brothers movie. And Suzumi, which is a movie I haven't heard of. I only know it because a couple of my friends watched it and ch logged on Letterboxd. And apparently it is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm bummed that I forgot about this movie. Um, no Nimona, though. No Nimona and no... Um, there was another one in there that we were kind of like, oh, this could could show up. But Oh, yeah, Chicken Run. Um, oh, yes. And ch okay. I'm, I guess Dawn I'm fine with Chicken Run, Donna the Nugget not being in there. <laughs> Um, that well, was a that was a black horse, but we yeah. also haven't seen it yet. It's coming true. out this week, as you said. Yes. So, this is weird. I mean, Spider Verse has to win it, right? Well, here's the have thing. Have you seen the boy? You saw the boy in the heron, right? I have not seen the boy not in the yet. heron. Okay. It's it's a pain in the ass to find a uh, showing for. It's sure. between those two. There's no question yeah. in my mind. I think Wish being in there is really weird because it's I've really heard weird. horrible things about that movie. Um, yeah, Elemental. Also, like you said, it was fine, but it it's was fine. Like, Nothing special. And yeah. I mean, I would put Elemental and Super Mario Brothers in the same category totally. of like, fine. Fine. They're fine. Yeah. You know, it's nothing special. Right. Um, especially when you compare it to The Boy and the Heron and Spider-Man Spider Spider-Verse, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be one of those two. The wish being there really rubs me the weird wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I've heard that getting slammed again. Haven't seen it. So maybe it's great, but. The star is named Star. Yeah. Done. We're done. They're cooked. What is Disney doing right now? Like, what? <laughs> oh, no. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, this is like a not, it's like a no contest. Like, it's one of those two, and yeah. I think it's going to go to Spider-Verse. More people saw it. Yes, it's Miyazaki's quote-unquote final film, but, like, it's not his final film, you know. And I also have heard that it's not his best film either, so it's like, I don't... Yeah. Spider-Verse across or Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse is like a once in a generation kind of film. Yeah. And I saw it with the worst sound imaginable and I was like blown away. Like this yeah. is unbelievable. I, I saw that movie in theaters, which is rare for me, but I've yeah. also watched it at home and it's like 
just as intoxicating. Okay, not just as intoxicating, but it's damn intoxicating at home too. It's you good. know, just like every scene is beautiful, and it's got it's it's it's. I this feels blasphemous to say, but I feel like a lot of the boy and the heron is going to be classic Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is yeah. great, which is great and amazing, and I love it. Whereas I feel like there are things going on in Across the Spider Verse that haven't really been approached in animation before yeah. which i feel like is insane it's easy enough. even as i'm saying it i'm like what are you saying i uh, know how is that possible but there's like yeah it's a fucking spider-man movie um but there is some next level top tier animation going on there so yeah agreed um, agreed yeah uh so where do we go from here um uh performance supporting yeah actor or yeah. actress Let's talk uh, supporting actress in a supporting role or best. Let's talk supporting actress. Um, <laughs> we have Danielle Brooks for the color purple, mm-hmm. uh, Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Jodie Foster for Nyad, Julianne Moore for May December, and Rosamund Pike for Saltburn, which is not far off from what our Oscar noms were. It's it's really not. I'm pulling them back up right now. Um, um, this is the first thing I feel like where I'm saying that the color purple is going to be a contender. Nobody's seen it or knows anything about it. That's the thing. It's like I, I, I've i seen like lists, but everyone's like yeah, hopeful. It's not like a surefire thing. Yeah. But I mean, Globe nominated. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm assuming they're not nominating it sight unseen. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the only one that we weren't sure of was Lily Gladstone because yes, we didn't know what she was going to be running in. Yes. Um, which she's not in supporting here. Right. Exactly. She's in lead. Yes. Um, um, Emily Blunt though for Oppenheimer. You didn't. Emily Blunt and yeah. Roseman Pike was one of the ones I was like, I feel like she's going to sneak in there for Saltburn mm-hmm. and, you know, and again, these are Golden Globe nominations, so like different political body uh, voting on these, but very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wildly unexpected here. No, um, no. I think this is tough to pull who's gonna win. Yeah, I. Um, I will say, having seen both the holdovers and May December, um, Julianne Moore is a lot better. Mm. I think um, in terms of just performance. um, Interesting. And I say that only really because May, December is much more. um, uh, I don't want to say I was going to say much more like performance driven. Like uh, that movie is about the performances. Yeah. um, Which I think the holdovers kind of, but to a lesser extent. um, Yeah. And uh, Divine Joy Randolph is great in the holdovers, but. I don't know. It's Julian Moore at the top of her game. It's at the to, top of her game with Todd yeah. Haynes doing something crazy and she's in it for a lot of the picture. And it's like, she is almost a second lead in that anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, do we want to give a prediction? I mean, I think it, I, I have no idea actually. <laughs> I want to say it's Jodie Foster. I haven't seen Nyad, I haven't seen but Nyad either. I yeah. keep hearing everything about the performances in that, that movie. I know. I know. Screw it. Jodie Foster. Which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Not a bad um, bet. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to uh male actor in a supporting role. Yeah. Um, starting off with Charles Melton for May December, which fuck yeah. Yeah. Didn't have that Absolutely. Didn't nowhere. have that pegged. Nope. Total surprise, but um, not after seeing the movie. Because holy yeah, shit is that guy he's on fire. On par. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have Charles Melton for May December, Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie and Willem Dafoe for poor things. This is an impossible category. I know doubling up on the poor things. I wasn't sure that Dafoe was going to get in there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, cause we had Gosling, Downey, De Niro, Paul Meskel yeah. and Sterling K Brown. But those, the last two were just like, maybe could but, also yeah, be Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> Dude, what a fucking category, man. I don't, yeah. I don't even know how to begin. And we had the only movie that we, well, you haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon. But Poor Things is the only thing I haven't seen on here. I'm seeing it on Thursday. um, Yeah. But. I've heard incredible things about it. I know. I can't fucking wait. Um, Yeah. But, like, Downey, 
best he's done De Niro yeah. best he's done Ryan Gosling best he's done Charles Melton yeah. I've never seen really before but the best he's done <laughs> what a fucking boon it would be if he just knocks out all of these other guys for again this is a golden globe but like but still but wild yeah insane um, I don't know what's your I mean I think it's gonna be Downey I think it's gonna be Downey um I'd love it to be Charles Melton I really would I really would too um, Ryan Gosling and I won't fun. discount that it could be Robert De Niro <laughs> it's true um yeah 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 I, it could be any of them. I know. It could be any if of them. If it's Willem Dafoe, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I do feel better. I feel like that we're getting to these, and I'm like, I've seen a lot of these movies. Yes, yes. Which, like, wasn't happening last year. And no. I was like, fuck. We're like, okay, so we've seen one. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, let's get on to, um, do you want to do male actor in a lead role? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, We've got, th- this is left field this is jeffrey Wright. we have american fiction mm-hmm. uh joaquin phoenix for Bo is afraid mm-hmm. uh, matt damon for air nicholas cage for dream scenario paul giamatti for the holdovers and timothy chalamet for wonka yes i think jeffrey Wright and paul giamatti were the only ones we had yes well here's the very very specific thing this is for musical or comedy True. only yes good catch right because i knew i was doing something weird because I was like, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> um, which are means that Giamatti and Jeffrey way. Wright are not going to be nominated in drama. Yes. Which well, is- should we, I mean, should we touch on that real quick? I can run through the best motion picture drama, male actor in a motion picture for drama. Yeah, let's do them back to back. Okay. Why not? All right. So musical or comedy, Jeffrey Wright, Joaquin Phoenix, Matt Damon, Nicolas Cage, Paul Giamatti, Timothy Chalamet. What a... Wow, what a fucking category. <laughs> yeah, wild. Um, yeah. Best performance by a male actor in a motion picture drama. We have Andrew Scott for All of Us Strangers, Barry Cogan for Saltburn, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Gillian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, mm-hmm. and Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon. So, yeah. Power list. And this is the kind of thing that I'm like, ah, oh, sucks to be the Academy where you can't do 10. I know. But could they do 10? I mean, all of these people could, I think, be nominated for an Oscar. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Matt Damon um, in Air kind of stands apart. That, I don't know how you put that up against, like, you know. It's just Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> like Kelly Murphy in, in Oppenheimer. Or right. <laughs> Bradley Cooper in Maestro. or Any, yeah. any of these. Um, um, but. I mean, hey, Barry Keoghan, Saltburn's getting a lot of love right now, which is pretty cool. Um Andrew Scott also, I'm like, yes, I haven't seen all of the strangers, but I'm so excited to see that movie just because of yeah. what people are saying about it. Dude, I, I, I mean, all right, so, I mean, it's got to be Killian or Cooper, right? For, well, for let's, drama. let's do musical or comedy. Oh, okay. First, okay. Because that's less uh, stressful. Yes, it definitely is. I, this has to be either Paul Giamatti or Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. It has to. It's be. also weird because I don't know that I categorize the holdovers as a comedy, but sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you saw Dream Scenario, right? I did, and Cage is phenomenal in it. I saw Bo is Afraid as well, and and yeah. Joaquin is phenomenal in it. But I ne- neither was I like, yeah, you need an award for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I'm gonna go with Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti on this one. I'll go with Giamatti um, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only challenge really is Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Um, and we haven't seen American I, fiction. So. I know. And that, and I just watched the holdovers, uh, no yeah. spoilers for tuned in. So I, I might be like biased here, but yeah, I don't know. Let's go Giamatti. He has a ton of buzz around him right now. Sure. Um, and then for performance by a male actor in a motion picture, I mean, it's a nightmare. It's gotta be Killian Murphy, right? It has to be Killian. It's got, it's, it's going to either be Killian Murphy or Bradley Cooper. Yeah. As as Bernstein, I think. That's so wild that a movie is still coming out that could challenge Killian Murphy's awards potentials for fucking yes. playing Oppenheimer. Yes, but it still might not <laughs> unseat yeah. him, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, wild. All right, Killian. Killian. Yeah, I'm going with Killian, too. I think it's too, too big. And he deserves the shit out of it. He's so good. Yeah, he does. He's so good in that. And he gave everything to that. Yeah. Um, Hi, the Golden Globes are in 25 days. Yeah, we're going to be doing this again real soon, dear listener. Yeah, they're in the middle of January? Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, 
not even like the early January. Mm-hmm. Shit. All right. Sorry, I just saw the clock at the top of the Golden Globes I know. Uh, website. <laughs> like, holy shit. Uh, let's move on real quick here to best performance by a female actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Yes. Uh, six again. We've got Alma Poisty Poi- sure. for Fallen Leaves, which I don't know anything about that movie. Nope, me neither. We have Emma Stone for Poor Things. Uh, we have Fantasia Barino for The Color Purple. Uh, we have Jennifer Lawrence for No Hard Feelings. We have Margot Robbie for Barbie. And we have Natalie Portman for May, December. J-Law um, in there is very weird. Because that's J-Law a straight up comedy. It's a Nick weird. Stoller comedy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it's weird because I, I feel like where it, where in the male actor uh, categories, comedy, yeah. like they weren't, like it was full power across the board. Yeah. Whereas I feel like J Law in here, and I, I don't know what uh, a Fallen Leaves is, but this feels like those feel like rounding out round the category. Out. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because this is, I, I haven't seen The Color Purple with Fantasia Burino, um, but this to me seems like it's going to be Emma Stone, Margot Robbie, or Natalie Portman. Yes, definitely. Um, I feel like it's Margot Robbie. I kind of do too. But it could be Emma Stone. But Mar- I mean it's the Barbie, it's the Barbenheimer effect. Yeah. Like I think it just kind of overtakes everything and she's really great in it. Natalie Portman is phenomenal in May December. I think it's too weird. I think that it's too like I think I also put this one in like what part of that movie was a comedy? Well, I think it's a comedy only because of how hard it's leaning into being a soap opera it's not a comedy per se but it's definitely like high tier camp i mean that's the thing is like this one to me feels like it's like we split this into two and thank god we did because we couldn't fit all the people into one category right because emma stone margot robbie and and natalie portman easily and i'm sure fantasia barino could easily all be in yeah the other category too um what are you going with Margot? I it's Margot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it could be Emma stone. Like I keep, I mean, poor things. I, it's coming out next week, yeah. this week. It's um, yeah. Doing weird stuff. Like it's, uh, it's the big movie right now. I feel yeah. like that everyone's talking about. Um, so I keep hearing amazing things about Emma stone. Um, but I don't know. I think, you know, it's weird. I'm looking at this, with the Oscars in my mind. And I'm like, it's the golden globes. It's the fucking golden globes. It's yeah. going to be Margot Robbie. It's going to be Margot Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way it's not. <laughs> um, but let's roll over to best performance by a female actor. And that's the wrong. Uh, let's roll over to best performance by a female actor in a motion picture drama. Yes. Uh, wherein we have uh, Annette Benning for Nyad, uh, Kaylee Spaney for mm-hmm. Priscilla, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Greta Lee for Past Lives, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall. Um, here comes Anatomy of a Fall, of a fall into the conversation, mm-hmm. um, which we will loop back around to in a little bit. But mm-hmm. another like holy fucking shit category. Uh, yeah, another holy shit category for sure. Um, I mean, again. Nyad is like one of those ones is sitting right there. I could watch it right now. It's on Netflix um, now. Well, I'm podcasting right now, but I sure, could watch sure. it tonight, you know. Yes. I mean, to me it's it's no doubt Lily Gladstone. I would yeah. love to see Greta Lee in there. Um Carrie Mulligan is the only one who might unseat Lily Gladstone. Yeah. It's fucking Carrie Mulligan, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like the Lily Gladstone Carrie Mulligan is the same like dynamic as Killian Murphy and Bradley Cooper. Totally. Like, you know what I mean? Where just, it's like, this is the one that's going to win, but, but it might not. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy to see Kaylee Spaney get something here. Cause like she was putting in work in Priscilla, like nobody's yeah. business. She was so good. Sandra Huller and anatomy of a fall too. Like just the stuff she did in that film, I was totally taken away with. Um, mm-hmm. It's smaller, it's more niche. Not a lot of people saw it, but holy crap, is it a great film. Um, but Lily Gladstone, yeah. I mean, just yeah. once you see Killers, man. Whew. 
Yeah. Holy and I'll have to do that, I guess, before next week. Um, so maybe Dawn totally of the Nugget forgot. won't be my, uh, won't be my Saturday morning movie, but, um, yeah. Great to see Greta Lee in there. I, I yeah. there's a lot of love for past lives here and I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's go. Um, I was worried that would get swept away just from the, how long ago it came out and how many other insane things are happening right now. But yeah, it's the 824 yeah, effect. Yeah. Yeah. Things stick around for some reason. Um, so who's your pick on this? It's Lily Gladstone. Right? It's Lily Gladstone. Yeah. yeah. Um, where do we go now? Do you want to go to, um, um, you want to go to motion picture, non-English? Do we want to touch on that? I'm looking through. I haven't seen, I've seen two of these. I don't. Yeah. I don't really well, have. Well, I, I want to call out best motion picture, non-English language, past lives is in there. Yep. To which I was kind of like, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the categories are anatomy or the noms are anatomy of a fall, fallen leaves, uh, Io Capitano, sure. um, sure. Past lives, society of the snow and the zone of interest. Yep. So Glazer do with out. that. You will, uh, we'll loop back to that in a minute because there's something there, but, yeah. um, you want to do director? Uh, yeah, let's do director. Uh, where is this here? There we go. Yeah. I don't think there's anything unexpected here. Not um, really. No, we've well, got Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It's so best director of motion picture. We've got Bradley Cooper for maestro, uh, Celine Song for Past Lives, back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Greta Gerwig for Barbie. Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. And Yorgos Lathimos for Poor Things. Um, I don't. I I don't know. I really appreciate this because I do feel like it's like Celine Song is the number six here. Totally. So I appreciate that there's six in the category mm-hmm. um, because fuck yeah, Golden Globe nomination for Celine Song on her. Uh, yeah. On her debut feature. Insane, dude. Insane. Um, um, I mean, to me, this is... Bet- oh, God. It's insane. I mean, it could be Gerwig, could be Nolan, could be Cooper. Could you be can Scorsese. say it's a pair between <laughs> and then name any of these two. It's a perfectly legitimate argument. Like, it's a... It's a you know, it's a mix between Scorsese and Yorgos, and it's like I could see that being the thing. Or it's a mix between Nolan and Greta Gerwig. Like it's a mix between Bradley Cooper and Martin Scorsese. Yeah, I could see that. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? It's the Globes. I think they're going to give it to Scorsese. You think they gave it to Spielberg last year for the Fablemans? Like that's true. That's why? true. I don't know. The Fablemans is great, but like it is not the best picture of last year. Um, it's also killer. weird though because it's like if you're talking about like off kilter not based on the movie kind of nominations mm-hmm. any of these guys fit into that too i know Yorkos, you know what i mean because like... it's bradley cooper because they everybody loves bradley cooper i know and you know what i mean or it's christopher nolan because it's fucking christopher nolan like i know they're all seasoned directors that people love like all of them even gerwig who's only made like three films like all three have been she's been nominated for oscars for bo- all of them so i'm like yeah. there's nothing there um I think this is going to go to Bradley Cooper. I'm putting that out there. I'm going to say Scorsese just to be different. I don't know. <laughs> I, it could very well be Cooper. It could be any of them. I it's know. any of them. <laughs> um, I hope it's Celine Song. Holy shit. That would um, be cool. I want to touch before we, we get into this, mm-hmm. before we get too far, um, I want to touch on Best Original Song. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Because Peaches, for sure. Definitely going to be, I'm just Ken, definitely. But also um, Dance the Night and What Was I Made For from Barbie. So Barbie got three nominations for original song Yeah. Uh, here, which is really interesting. It is. I kind of thought that was um, I will. I do want to call out also Addicted to Romance from uh, She Came to Me by Bruce Springsteen and Road to Freedom uh, from Rustin by Lenny Kravitz. Yes. Which are not insignificant names. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally. God, three for Barbie. Holy crap. I mean, it makes yeah. sense, though. I mean, but man. Yeah. I mean, that Dance the Night song at the beginning slaps. Like, it's crazy. I mean, I feel like it has to be I'm Just Ken. How the hell could that not win? Yeah, <laughs> like, <what>? right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. I have no idea what that's going to be. Um, I feel like it has to be I'm Just Ken. So I think that just leaves us. Yeah. Best picture, right? Best picture, yep. Yeah. 
Um, so we got two categories here, best picture, musical or comedy mm-hmm. and best picture drama, um, which there's uh, things here that I'm like, eh, it's a good thing that they're not going up against each other. But yeah. uh, we'll start with musical comedy here. Uh, we have Air. We have American Fiction. We have Barbie. We have The Holdovers. We have May, December. And we have Poor Things. Um, yeah. So, you know, no musicals. Um, and right. arguably not all of these are comedies. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I'd say like, roughly. are we calling air a comedy? I guess. I feel like it's I guess definitely Chris not. Chris Tucker's in it. Yeah, but like he's not even that funny in it. Like yeah. he's not. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, it's Barbie of the Holdovers, I think, but I feel like it's Barbie because of the, it's Barbie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could be poor things too. <laughs> in this category, I don't know why, like, Surrounded by these, it's hard to argue against Barbie. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which I guess Barbie is technically a musical. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do I need to change my genre categorization categorization of Barbie <laughs> to musical? <laughs> to musical? I don't know that you necessarily need to do that, but I might have to. It's nominated th- for three best original songs. You're totally right. Um, I mean, I'm going with Barbie. Yeah, I think I think so too. It's like I said, it's hard to see any of these overtaking it. Maybe poor things. Maybe. But because that is also, I think, a true comedy. Um Yeah. Yeah. Like May December is not a comedy. No, no. There are funny moments, but there are funny moments in fucking every movie that came out this yeah. year. So I guess by that um, metric. So let's bring it to the top here, uh, and we'll talk best motion picture drama. Yeah. In which we have Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon. Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Zone of Interest. That is a category and a half. That is a category. Um, and not really what we thought it was going to be. And no. again, not that these are the Oscars, but like not nope. the kind of stuff that we've been talking about. Um, dope to see Past Lives up there. Sick. Um, Zone, and, Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall, both mm-hmm. foreign films. Yeah. In just like the top top tier, which is pretty crazy. Um Yeah. Anatomy of a Fall showing up in both. No, sorry. Anatomy of a Fall and Zone of Interest showing up in both Best Picture and Best Non-English Language. Yes. Um, which is, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's I weird. don't know either. It's, it's not also- weird. No, like I don't, I have no problem with it. Like I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's weird to me in that like they're both nominated in both categories. Yes. Yes. You yes. know. I don't think it's weird that a foreign language film is nominated for best picture. Like, no, it's just, you know, because America like speak fucking English. Yeah, Come on, man. um, Very odd. And this is also interesting because I believe four, if not five of these are adapted from books. Past lives, I believe is the only true blue original screenplay on here. Yeah. Which I'm like, Ooh, that is something. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, seeing these up together, I really thought it was going to be easy for me to pick Oppenheimer, and it's just not. I don't. Yeah. I I feel like it might be Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, I mean, it, and again, having not seen some of them, but I feel like it's Killers Maestro or Oppenheimer. Yes. I don't like. S- I feel like. I really wish I could see Maestro in a theater. Dude, it's playing today and tomorrow at the Coolidge. <sighs> That's far away. Or are tomorrow and Thursday at the Coolidge. I know it's far, but it's doing a run. It's doing a run. I I might cut out of work early on Thursday yeah. and go see Maestro and then Poor Things after it. That's uh, going to be your uh, opening line now. Yeah. <laughs> I might cut out of work early tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, well. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to go with Oppenheimer. I think it's going to be Maestro. Okay. I do. Okay. I really think it's going to be Maestro. That would be wonderful if it is. I can't wait to see Maestro. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. But it could be Killers of the Flower Moon. It would be awesome if it, was, if it was Past Lives. I think Anatomy of a Fall is a little too niche, and I think Zone of Interest is even yeah. more niche. So I, I don't know about that. But they're both apparently phenomenal. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we, Oppenheimer else and Maestro. To touch on? I feel like, yeah. Two biopics. <laughs> Two biopics. I mean, yeah. Hey, there we go. 
Um, I don't think there's really anything else to touch upon. We we yeah. I mean, they also through. nominated like screenplays and all that kind of stuff, and like yep. we said, all the TV stuff. Um, nothing we haven't spoken about already for any of those. Yeah. Um, Bella Ramsey nominated for uh, The Last of Us. Yes. Fuck yeah, go her. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, it's funny because uh, James Marsden is nominated for uh, Jury Duty, supporting in Jury Duty, which I'm like, yep. that is which awesome. is great. Love Such an that. absurd concept to like hit a level of. Uh, yes. Here's a here's a nom for you. Just so good. Actress in a supporting role in television is worth mentioning because fucking Meryl Streep's in this category. I know. <laughs> for only murders in the building. And I'm like, do they compete with any of them? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, like, only murders is a straight, like, sitcom comedy, pretty much. I know. And she crushes it. I know. Um, so I don't know. It's weird. It's funny seeing her. It's like always a flag when you're like, oh, there's Meryl Streep. I know. And Helen Mirren is up this year for 1923 as well. Yeah. Which is awesome. And Emma Stone is also nominated for The Curse. So she's yes. up in many different things. And it's it's really interesting seeing this because like before and before being like 10, yeah. 15 years ago, like you could pick out television actors versus movie yeah, actors. No crossover whatsoever. And now it's just like, Dude, Gary Oldman is up for stuff yep. in Pedro Pascal, like, you know, and it's just like you can't there it, yeah. everything is going all over the place, which is lovely. Um Yeah. Iowa it's, to Berry it's blurring the together. Bear. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Crazy fucking times. <laughs> it's good. It's good. In the best of ways. Um So yeah, yeah. I mean twenty five days until the, the Golden Globes. Um mm-hmm. that would be what, uh January seventh? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll no doubt cover in some capacity, um, yeah, what wins, because I feel like not maybe less so the nominations, but what wins is usually a good indicator of where things are, where the winds are blowing totally. uh, for, uh, for the Oscars and things like that. So, yeah. And I think we weren't as far off as we thought we might be. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, and here's what I'll say is there aren't a lot of movies in this list that we haven't talked about that aren't on our list to see for award ceremony award season. Yeah. You know, fallen leaves. I think really is the only one that I'm like, I don't really know what that is. Right. Never heard of it, um, but yeah, but out of but, all of the films, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, go us, I guess. Is yeah. We're I'm doing saying. it. <laughs> we're doing the damn thing. Yeah. I'm like scrolling through here and I'm like, yeah, I know all these. I've seen a lot of these. It's exciting. I know it is exciting. And I think like, you know, as we get closer, I think that we're not going to have to do nearly as much homework as we had to do last year. It's true. It's true. Um, my dad make is, is has taken to making fun of me for how many movies I watch. So, come on, what? Hey, no, I mean, it, in in like a lovely, yeah, in a loving way. But like, you know, he I was talking to him earlier, and he's like, yeah, you know, I watch like twenty, thirty movies a year, and you watch, you know, two hundred fifty movies a year, and I'm like, yeah, That's yeah, I watch twenty movies by February, you know, yeah, right, right, <laughs> but, more than that probably, um, yeah, yeah, um, but so there we go, um, yeah. We'll cover the globes when they come up. Um, yeah. You know. I love our little pat on the back session that we just had there. Yeah, Makes me want to like go watch more of them. Good for us. Yeah, um, I know. And now I see Letterboxd and I saw you watch the whole hours. I was like, shit, damn it. Okay. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> do I watch it right now? Gotta like, do it. Gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, all right then. That's what we have. Yes. There we go. I have to do Killers of the Flower Moon. I have to do it. You have to do it this weekend. Dude, I have a hang up boat. Why? Because the time? Because it's so fucking long. Break it up. You I got like, all want the, time the in I the want world. the article like was I think it was the Irish when he did the Irishman. I want yeah. the article that's like, here is where you like pause. Here's where you break it into episodes. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure someone's been like, Yeah, cut count killers here and here, and then it's three a three part series. And I'm like, I but I don't want to do that. I hate doing that because it's like it's like it feels well, rude. It feels rude. To Martin and Scorsese. I, I will also say, I don't think you're going to want to stop watching it when you start. Yeah. But you're at home. So like press pause whenever and go get, get a beverage or, you know. Yeah. Well, the thing, the, the, the real thing is, is, you know, this could be my 7 a.m. movie, but like then it's like almost 11 and I'm still watching this movie. I know. The same movie. You know, <laughs> And like Jess's up by then, so like it's a whole thing, and we're like we're into the day. I'd have to like wake up and start at like six. I know, I know. know. <laughs> um, which hey, maybe that's what it takes. 
you know what? It is. It's a. Uh, it's one of those things. I'm building it too much in my head. I, I know. I'm like, I I will be so relieved once I've seen this movie. Right. But. Alas, you will watch it alas. before next. I week. will. Yes. Yes. Uh, fuck. Yes. I know. I know. I will do this. Well, there you have Unless it. Unless my dad wants to watch it with me. Oh. When I'm home for no, my dad doesn't have that kind of. No, you can't because we got a draft next week. I know. I know. Fuck. All right. Oh, spoilers. Hey, spoilers. well, let's do some recommendations. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, our recommendation this week is going to be uh, a film that won a Golden Globe. Super broad. Um, could be a performance. Broad. Could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I kept it pretty wide to um, picture winners. Same. Best picture winners. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, our prompt this week is a movie that won a Best Picture Golden Globe. Yes. Uh, you want to go first or shall I? Um, Why don't you go first? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Rain Man. Nice. Nice. Uh, that's an older one. Won the Golden Globe for drama in uh, 1989, um, hmm. which is wild because I wouldn't have thought this movie was quite that old. But, Me neither. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise, absolute classic movie. You know, um, I mean, what can you say about yeah, it's Rain, Rain Man? Man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Rain Man. It's one of Dustin Hoffman's most incredible roles. Um, yeah. And it's what I mean, honestly, like it's a really great role for Tom Cruise, too. It you is know? like um, for all of the schlack we give him for his popcorn movies. The dude mm-hmm. can act. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, directed by Barry Levinson. I haven't watched this movie in a long time, so I'm kind of like, yeah, but I remember so vividly a lot of like scenes from it, a lot of emotion from it. Um, And I mean, it's fucking rain, man. It's like a quintessential, like if you're going to be a filmmaker or going to be a critic or anything, like you have to have seen rain, man. Yes. Defining. It is. And it's so damn good. It is. I got to rewatch this again. It's been a long time for me as well. That's a great one. What did you say it was streaming on? I didn't, but I believe you can rent it on Apple. I'm sure uh, you can. We'll I feel like here. it's a Prime movie. I, I feel like say I've it's seen on it. something else too. Yeah. Um, yep. You can rent. You can stream it on Prime for nice. free. Nice. Yeah. Well, if you have Prime, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We always say free, and it's like free if you've subscribed. Yeah. Free to the if service, you're a you know. Prime member that yeah. costs a large amount of money. Yes, it does. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, streaming, you never know, folks. Streaming might be going away at some point. Um, so own yeah. that shit. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, I'm going to go with a uh, and also Best Picture winner. I guess drama. I don't know if they split it back in the day, but um, from 1972, this is The French Connection, William Friedkin's Hugh... Yes. Uh, uh, what am I saying? Gene Hackman. I almost said Hugh Jackman. No, Gene Hackman. <laughs> Different movie. <laughs> Different movie. Um, yeah, uh, an action thriller, kind of noir, kind of not a uh, movie about cops and drug smugglers. And I haven't seen this movie in quite a while either, but it's entertaining. It's intense. Um, if you look up any of the behind the scenes, it is wild what happens yeah. during the filming of that movie. <laughs> Um, some not so savory things, but the movie stands uh, alone. It's amazing. It's one of Friedkin's best it films, is. which is amazing to say because the guy just made film classic after classic in all genre. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen The French f- Connection, watch it. <laughs> it's funny. I have a weird relationship with this movie because yeah. I watched this in one of my classes freshman year in film Ooh. school and was just like, what the fuck was that? That was yeah. like... <laughs> That's kind of sucked. I don't know what I was supposed to like. And then like years later went back and I was like, fuck, this movie's incredible. And I like literally credit it to like my growing as like a filmmaker and like appreciation yes. of film. Cause it's like, it is a little weird. It's, I mean, it's from the seventies. Like so it's like, strange, you know, if you're grew up on two thousands and nineties films, it's oh. a stark departure, It is, um, but it is damn good. And it is brilliant. And Gene Hackman is incredible. So, so good. One of his best performances. Uh, this is streaming on Max right now. So if you have Max, get on it. There's no there's no excuse. The French there Connection is fantastic. These are both really good classics right here. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good double feature, too. I think, I think it would be. Yeah. 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 Uh, it would work. It would work. Sort of. Yeah, it would. My brain, uh, My the, I hesitate only because my brain went, Is it, are you saying that because they're both old movies? 
And well, I'm like, no, I don't think I am. I don't think so. No. You know, I mean, like there's that like, <laughs> oh, yeah, movies from the 70s all go great together. It's like, well. Um, but. Uh, yes. Rain Man and the French Connection. Yes. I guess Good Rain shit. Man is from the 90s or the late 80s. But but still. Anyway. Uh, there we go. That's we it. Go. Let's bring it home. Uh, Josh, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, people can find me on the internet on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you on the internet, Willis? Uh, same as you can find me on... <laughs> I just said same <laughs> uh, You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can reach us at Pixel Splitters on Instagram and Letterboxd, where you can find all of our recommendations, including Rain Man and The French Connection. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Um, so do you want to preview what we have uh, coming next week? Yes. So our last episode of the year is next week, folks. That's yes. crazy. I know. It's insane. Um, and we decided that instead that of... I don't think that's true. Next week is not our last episode? We're not doing one. No, week. you're right. You're right. Yep, you're right so you're actually right. two announcements. One, we are not doing an episode the week of Christmas because it's just Christmas yes. and we don't have... We, you should be spending time with your loved ones. Yes. So yes, next week will be our final episode of the year. And yes, we normally give you a Megapixels episode, which we are going to do, but it's going to be a little different this time. Yes. Um, should we just say what we're going to do? Yeah. We're doing For the a- loyal fans who have reached this far. Yes, to the very end of our shenanigans. We're doing a movie draft. The first time we've ever done this on the podcast. Yes. We're going to see how it goes because we felt like, why not give more films to you? Because normally our top fives are like three of the same films and then two others, um, yeah. which is fine. It's good. We have you know similar tastes. But we have very similar tastes. We want to be able to talk about more films. Um, and there's yeah. a ton of great ones this year. So we're going to draft five or six films in different categories yes. and talk about them. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. I don't know, uh, dear listeners, if you listen to uh, the big picture, um, but they they do this fairly often. Um, and yes. yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have a, a few different categories that we have to draft into um, that will also kind of, I think, give us variety because it'll be like things that are not, um, you know, what was the best movie you watched? Exactly. Exactly. It won't just be ranking one through five. Um, it'll be like, oh, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that's what's coming next week, and we're, I'm extremely excited about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, maybe, should we, like, without talking about them, put together our top five movies of the year for next week? Yes. Like, Just, like, like at the end, we can be like, okay, okay and, like, five. just here are our top five for our loyal listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Well, let's just say this. Uh, anyway, it'll be a lot of fun next week, and um, end of pod. <laughs>